Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 390. Man, that's a lot of episodes. <laughs> Sounds good. The mid-season check-in, and it's not even really a mid-season. It's more like the two-third season check-in. And I am your co-host and the guy who has checked off another state. And I'm your co-host and the guy who is coming to you live from an Alaskan mountain with turkey being cooked currently on the back of the truck. So pretty happy guy. I bet you are. (laughs) Yeah. And I know the state you checked, congratulations. And that is definitely in order for that one. That's a big one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, persistence pays off, and hard work pays off, and networking pays off. And, you know, the cool thing about the networking is I was able to return the favor in that same state. And so, JR, you know who you are. Thank you, sir. And you're welcome. There you go. Good stuff. He sent me to a WMA. I called in 
two birds, killed one, left one like I'm supposed to do. And well, I sent him the pin and he went in there two days later and put a tag around the leg of the other bird who, by Very the nice. way, had made a couple of buddies. Oh my gosh, there was more in there? I, I can't confirm that, even though I did just say it. So more I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say that would get confirmed. Uh-huh. That may get cut. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So good stuff. And you're checking some states off the list on this on this big trip. Yeah, man, we're on a big bender right now. So I'm about six days in of this trip, and I've gotten three states knocked out. And actually, I am slowing down, as everyone has suggested. I'm not just knocking one down and rolling out. So we've been sticking around in these states, which has been awesome. I've gotten to explore a lot more of the land and enjoy, you know, one of the states I've killed one in the totally opposite end from the other one. And so I got to see that whole state and hunt two different whole areas. It's been awesome. So we've been filling tags, and we're we're kind of running low on tags, which is a great problem to have. But we shouldn't have a problem filling those, hopefully, in the next couple of days. And so it's been awesome. I, I have no complaints. Turkey season could end today, and it was a heck of a season. Yeah, well, and good Lord willing, it doesn't end today <laughs> for either of us or any of the listeners either. But do you have an updated state count? I think I'm at 31. Nice. I think. Very nice. Where Where do you lie? I'm at 42. So I see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I do not believe it's a train, even though it still could be. Yeah, I am at 31. I just confirmed. So 42. You are you're going to finish next season. It's going to happen. I'm going to make it. Make you make that happen. Well. 2023. Andy Galeano wraps the tag on Mr. 49. We will see. We will see. I'm not I'm not going to say one way or the other if it's going to happen, but we will see. Well, but so. Dutton, you still seem like you're in good physical health and about equal in mental health as this past. So you should still be, you know, good to go for maybe two or three more years. That is a good assessment. There is <laughs> one state that I absolutely must get marked off the list next year and so that is you know priority number one really for me yeah and then we'll see what happens from there i obviously i'm not going to try to hunt just one state but that state's got to be checked yeah well you'll get it done you'll get it done yeah the rest of them could possibly wait so we shall see we're calling it the mid-season update i'd say it's you know, heck, some people haven't even started their season yet, which blows it. my mind. You know, know, if you're up in the Northeast, you, you're you looking at a May 1 opener and you haven't even cranked up. Which, ooh, there's been a lot happening already. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But good luck to those folks because when you hear this, it'll be, what, three or four days before the opener. And it's been a, I mean, for me, great year, weird year in the Southeast especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you could confirm that, but it seems like there we had a really late coming on spring, wouldn't you say? I mean, it the woods yes. were literally look like February on opening day in the southeast. Yeah, especially in Alabama, you know, it it wasn't until about gosh two weeks ago, so mid April that 
there were enough leaves on the trees and the hardwood bottoms to remotely hide you moving around. Yeah. And there have been years, and we all know every year is not the same, and if you turkey hunt, you know every year is not the same, but there have been years when March the 15th, when season opened in the area of the state that I'm hunting, that the leaves have not only poked out, but they're, you know, about halfway out. So I would say, judging just by the amount of foliage, spring was about a month late in central Alabama. And I would say, judging by the activity of the turkeys, spring was about 10 days, maybe 14 days late. Yeah, season-wise, like based on season opener. Yeah. 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 I mean, the early season, there was a lot of gobblers still together. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of gobblers still were with big flocks of jakes. And I mean, there simply were some that weren't, you know, they gobble on the roost some, but they weren't even really interested. And yeah. I, I just don't even think they had hardly done any breeding, you know, to speak of when seasons came in. But it's just been, you know, it's like, I had one area I hunted, never heard any turkeys. I mean, none. They weren't doing anything, and I was finding sign, so I know they were there within listening distance, and everyone around me was reporting the same, but, you know, at 8.30 one morning, all of a sudden, one gobbled. Eight minutes later, I had him dead, and he had he never strutted, nothing. Like, they came running in, gobbling. <laughs> like, it, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. They just, it was like that was, I don't know if maybe that morning I turned bring on for them like they're like all right let's do this thing (laughs) (laughs) it's that time of the year (laughs) and i happened to be there at the right time and made it happen but his wing bars like they they hadn't been rubbed down at all from strutting his breast feathers were you know he didn't that bone wasn't really showing down there where he'd been breathing and stuff like they had not done anything so it's been a been a been a late year, I'd say. I guess that kind of explains it. I know a lot of folks in Mississippi are saying it was a very quiet spring, and they're about to be done there in yeah. four days, I think. So I've heard yeah. it was a very quiet spring in that state. I know a few hunters in Mississippi who are singing the blues about how quiet it was, and I know several hunters in Alabama who were singing the blues about how quiet it has been and I am one of them. So I did not, I, have, I should say it this way, I have not been keeping count of the number of different turkeys I've heard gobble and the number of gobbles that I've heard, but I can tell you it is down dramatically, dramatically from previous yeah. years. And I, I have my reasons that I speculate that well, let's, let's it is the way it is. That. Because that's a topic that needs to be discussed. Do so, you think the, tur- the that there are still plentiful gobblers and they're just not gobbling? Or do you think that the past two years of mass inflated harvest is finally coming to fruition? I think that we have a little bit of a combination of both. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to think 2020, the year of COVID, there were a lot of turkeys killed. And those were two and three year old gobblers yeah. primarily. So you fast forward to 2022, those would have been four and five-year-old gobblers. And I'm going to just go out on a limb and say this. Other than, uh, and I'm talking about a typical turkey season, all right? A typical turkey season. Other than the first week of season, 
in the last week of season, hey, as a general rule, we're not killing very many four- and five-year-old gobblers. No, hardly ever. Because they're hinned up for... Till the end. Yeah, 75, 80% of the, of the season, they've got hens with them. So we're not killing very many of those birds. Now, I will say, and I talked about it early summer last year, midsummer last year, you and I have talked about it as recently as, you know, a couple of months ago. We had an, a hatch this past spring, unlike anything that I've seen in central Alabama. And I was ecstatic over the number of poults that I'd been seeing. Amazing, yeah. Now I am thinking that that is a major cause for the silence that we're hearing in the turkey woods is a tremendous hatch that we had because we have a bunch of jennies running around the state. And as a general rule, and I believe the biologists that we've had on this show would agree with this statement because this is where I'm coming up with my reason for for where we are as a general rule the genies will not nest yeah vast majority at least yeah and so what we have are some very happy and probably some very tired male wild turkeys running around the woods because they've been doing a lot of breeding and these hens these jennies are not going away they're not nesting they're staying with these gobblers and yeah that when a tom roosts with two or three hens at night he knows they're there oh, in and the he can see them the next morning yeah yeah and then they don't have to make much sound if he can't he see drums them. yep he drums Drum. they give a you know a little soft little tree yelp he's got no reason to gobble at that they all fly down meet up and why say anything the rest of the day yeah just follow them around and drumming if you had, if you guys listening to this show had three women in bed with you and your phone rang and it was number four, would you even bother <laughs> to answer the phone? Now that's an analogy right there. I'm letting that one go to voicemail. So these gobblers have no reason to gobble. They've got the reason for gobbling 40, 50, 75 yards from them in a tree. Yeah. And, and, so, and if they go to gobbling a bunch, the brothers to those jennies, Mr. Jakes, might come running in there and, and then he's got to duke it out. I saw six Jakes Saturday afternoon, all, yep. of course, together and cruising a creek bottom. And I'm going to tell you, I had to give two of those Jakes a serious look. Oh, a yeah. They're, they're all look. They're big, big bull Jakes. They are big. We had a, that's what, so last year's hatch, it was early, early hatch, and the bunch of them made it. So you got a lot of really, and I think that's why a bunch of them made it. I mean, everything I've read says the earlier they hatch out, the better survivability. So Hmm. I think all these jakes are like, you know, a couple weeks, maybe a month older than than usual jakes we're used to seeing. And so I, I think they're, I've seen them strutting, you know, seen a lot of like five, six inch beards, not two, three inch beards, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's some bulls and yeah. they travel in these gangs. And if your boy starts gobbling his brains out over there, I've seen it multiple times this season. He starts gobbling on the ground, you know, com- you know, pretty consistently, and then here comes a gang of Jakes running over there. And then, I, you know what? I don't hear him gobbling anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, 
he got whooped. And yeah. I mean, they'll do it. Uh, I've seen them do it over and over again. So it, it's a culmination that mega hatch, which thank you, Lord, bring on another one. If, if we have to hear less turkeys gobble to get mega hatches every year, I'm okay with it. But I think it is a huge factor into what everybody's seeing in the Southeast. Yeah. I hope that my theory is correct because if it is, hey, I'll sacrifice a year. I'll sacrifice two years or two seasons mm-hmm. of having a lot of gobbling to know that this population is turning around. And yeah, it was, and it's not just Alabama. I mean, I've confirmed with sources in literally almost every state in the southeast that there was a, a really good hatch last year. Yeah, yeah. And northeast and west. I mean, everyone I've talked to said there was a good hatch. Yeah, so... That's my thoughts, and like I said, you know, I I have, at this point, no scientific data to rest my hat on, hang my hat on, but going off of what I've seen late summer, going off of of, of last year, of course, going off of what I've seen during this year, and now, because these turkeys are not gobbling, I'm telling you, I'm bumping more turkeys on the roost than I believe I have ever bumped, and... Mm. The turkeys that I'm bumping are even as as recently as this past weekend. So we are three weekends from the end of season at that point. We're now almost two weekends from the end of season in Alabama. And t- 11 days, 5 hours, 6 minutes, and 57 seconds to be exact. <laughs> but what I was bumping from the roost and have been bumping from the roost have been two or three hens and a tom or two hens and two toms. And they shouldn't be roosting together in a normal season, you know, a normal spring. They shouldn't be roosting together at this point. Those hens, those jennies should be gone. They should be nesting or uh, roosting away from the toms and nesting during the day. You know, going off at 8, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning to sit on the nest, lay another egg, sit on the nest. And soon... You know, they, in, in a normal spring, they're probably, this time of year, would be hen sitting full time, but it's not happening. Yeah. So, well, I can't say that. It is happening, but that's not the turkeys that I'm bumping. That's not the turkeys that I have seen. The turkeys yeah. I've seen have been in a roost tree very near, the hens that I've seen have been in a roost tree very near toms. And, yeah. you know, unless a, an adult, a mature hen has a nest that's been destroyed, she's not going to be with a tom this time of year yeah where i am now so we started further south from this state in a different state and they were so ready to die on this trip and i mean this is five days ago and lone gobblers cruising everywhere gobbling at everything we found you know lone hens ended up i mean we just absolutely had a blast there was it was i'm not gonna say it was easy but like the timing was perfect to be out there hunting all day, you know? Yeah. They were hot and seeking from daylight to dark, wanting him. And then we moved further north to the state and they were still really ready. A lot of them had hens on the roost and then midday you were killing them by themselves. And we actually found eggs that had been cracked and eaten by a predator, which is great. And saw hens sitting on nests, you know, midday we would see them literally cruise up in the stick stuff and uh, you know, saw one that was on a nest so it was happening there well then we go one state further north which is where we are now hand up so bad 
every tom has like six to a dozen hens with him all day long you'll see them at noon see him at two see him at three still got hens you're getting a lot of you know call he gobbles all right sweet and you never hear from him again yeah <laughs> a whole lot of that going on the old single gobbles so it's just been interesting to see the progression of how moving just that little bit north i mean it's really not that far as a crow flies but big difference in how the flock dynamics going on yeah yeah no doubt. I would say my home state in Tennessee, like, I didn't particularly hear a whole bunch of turkeys gobble, but the ones that were gobbling were very susceptible, and the ones I killed were all two-year-olds. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that adds up correctly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm should. sure there's bigger ones around that you could kill now, but that's how it went down. Yeah, you should have fewer three-, four-, five-year-old turkeys because of 2020 yeah yeah i think that's accurate and but so you've gotten two new states this year which were both big ones right that's correct and you have more to go how many more do you have to go i have two more to go so one of my trips got canceled yeah and we ended up still going on a trip but it was to a state that i had killed in and neither chip nor john had killed in and don't get me wrong, I had a blast. It was a lot of fun, and just the circumstances of the hunt made that trip even more special because we were able to hunt with one of our very, very good friends from college and catch up with him for several days. That was a lot of fun, and I'll be doggone if Preston Pittman didn't show up in camp. And so I got to hunt with Preston and hang out with him, and that was a lot of fun. So Yeah, how could that not be fun? Yeah. No doubt. So that was cool. You know, he and I have been talking for years about getting together and sharing hunting camp together, and we just have not made it happen. You know, these these trips with me going to states I have not killed in, they take up a lot of my season, and that is goal number one, you know, and, and it has been. And, and there are other goals that I have every turkey season, like, you know, I still want to get my dad a turkey. I want to call one in for him, and it's just not been goal number one so i'll make that one a priority for next year god willing he and i are both still around and able to get around in the woods so we'll we'll get hot and heavy on that and you know just things like that i mean how many guys can say hey i shared camp with preston Pittman?" and not many yeah and so you know that was that was cool that was a fun experience and you know just still just such a a heck of a guy a great character and you know that was just a lot of fun so that was a good trip even though i and i'm using air quotes here and i know with this being an audio podcast everybody can see it i hunted air quotes hunted for six days without a gun in the state so you know there goes a week of my season but i sacrificed Mm -hmm. that because Chip and John need that state, and I worked my rear end off with them to try to get them a bird, and we did get them birds in that state. So we were able to get that state marked off of everybody's list, and that's a big deal. And, you know, the the trip that we had planned, the big trip that we had planned got pushed to next year. When someone calls you from out of state and says to you, (laughs) I don't have turkeys don't go (laughs) you do not go you listen to 
the man. When the man's yeah. going to make money off of you on a hunt and he calls you and says, do not come here. I do not have turkeys. You'll be wasting your time and your money. I will move you to next year. You can have your pick of the weekend and just don't come. You don't go. So yeah. we didn't. That's a wise move. Yeah. So that took two potential states for me to check off the list off of my list. Yeah. So they're still on my list. They just got off of my destination Push list back. for the year. So, yeah. you know, that changed well, my season around a little bit. Yeah, and then you got a, a May swing to go knock two more out, hopefully. Yeah, and that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. So it'll be a good time. And, you know, I, I still... Here we are, we're, we're winding down Alabama season. Like I said, we've got, you know, roughly 11 days. I just don't want it to be over. I don't want that trip in May to be my only trip. And I keep just kind of looking at the, the calendar and seeing if there's a state that I've been to that I might sneak off to again for a little long weekend trip and maybe take Tammy with me and don't know man just can't get enough of this cannot get enough of it it's hard to stop hard to stop i can't believe there's only 11 days left that's crazy it is yep and in a normal year there would be two days and five hours and six minutes and 57 seconds but i will say this year it paid off that the season goes out late (laughs) bingo yes sir man i'm all for these later season start dates yeah so, and, and look, we're going to try to get someone on the show to offer a counterpoint to these later season start dates, because that's how Cameron and I roll. So Cameron doesn't even know that, but I've got a lead on someone who is, well, he is a biologist, huh. unlike our newly appointed Supreme Court justice. And he seems to think that maybe <laughs> the... <laughs> Maybe the later season start dates don't necessarily do what we think that they're going to do. So Hmm. I would be very interested to talk to that one. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe a good one, you know, once season rolls out for you and me, which will be, you know, end of May might be a good one to try to wrestle down and get on the show and just listen to that counterpoint and the basis and facts behind his opinion. So how many more states yeah. do you have left? New states, that is. One may, well, I plan to hunt two, one of which will maybe be a one-day deal. So yeah, those one are for trips. sure that I'm going to try to, you know, really knock out. And then the other one would be a bonus if it happens. So I've already pulled the rabbit out of the hat and got my one state knocked out this year on a one-day hunt. So <laughs> I'm not expecting it twice. Look, you just need your lucky UPS driver to show up. Dude. At your right, house and your set. If you don't, if you don't follow me on social media or, or know what he's talking about, there, I have a UPS guy. I swear he's going to show up here at the campsite I'm at. <laughs> and when I kill a turkey and he's sitting on my tailgate and I have my knife out and I'm about to cut him up, this guy pulls up. He's four for four this season at my house. I've only seen him those four times ever, <laughs> and he pulls up. And I mean, it's a thing now, like. The last time I looked down and he was turning onto my street from like a quarter mile and he sees me and I hold the turkey up and I just see his hand come out the side. Like, yeah. <laughs> we were celebrating. Like, he comes up there. He made me texting pictures of us to his wife so that he could. He was like, she doesn't believe me. 
he's like i told her every time i come up here there's a turkey here and i was like dude i don't i was like i promise i don't kill one every day like i've killed four and those are the four days you've come here this is getting crazy i was like please come back tomorrow please and I, no joke this is not a joke the first bird i killed out here and i'm like 20 hours from home the first bird i killed in the first state on a gravel road i'm pulling out and a ups truck flies by <laughs> and i was like it's him oh my gosh it's him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise, you can't make that up that's too good so listen out here on just, gps vacation just to clear the air because i don't want any confusion that's four trips to your house four dead turkeys for the that the UPS guy brought to you, basically, four dead turkeys. Three of those were your home state turkeys, and one of those was an out-of-state turkey, just to be Yeah, clear. actually, two were in-state, two were out-of-state. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah. I was wrong, but but totally legal. But yeah, totally I did legal. not overshoot my bag, 100%. No. I know. Yeah, one, one of which was before my season even opened, so it was oh, it is yeah. totally okay. legal. I got you. But... Yeah, it, it was a couple trips that I was able to do from the household where I just left it, you know, one, two in the morning and was able to bring him home and clean him that evening. So, yeah, but still, it just was unbelievable. UPS guy, he's my, he he is literal death upon turkeys. Like, <laughs> I honestly probably shouldn't go, like, it should probably be in the rule book somewhere. Like, if the UPS guy's coming to your house that afternoon. You're not allowed to hunt because it's 100% odds, and we don't need anything with 100% odds. So, yeah, it, I just I feel bad for him. I mean, it, I think like the verse in Revelation, "Behold, here comes a man on a pale horse, and his name is Death, and hell followed with him." That's the UPS guy, <laughs> but he's he's on a brown truck, and Death follows with him. I have petitioned UPS to have the gentleman transferred here <laughs> to Birmingham. You, so. <laughs> it's not even fair. It's a cheat code, but it's been awesome. He's he's the coolest guy. I'm honestly, I have his number. I'm thinking about texting him to see if he would want to go turkey hunting. Um, I think that would be awesome. So yeah. Maybe he'd want to eat some turkey. I might give him some too. You know, I don't but, know if the wild turkeys need him actually in the wood hunting woods hunting turkeys. I he wouldn't even need a gun. We could probably just drive around in the UPS truck and run him over. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome stuff. So when do you leave to come back home? Uh, in three days, I'll be back home. So okay. we have one of my brothers. Everyone is killed in all three of the states we were going for. And I mean, I am I have one more tag in one state that I can fill, but I'm not worried if it doesn't get filled. Uh, one of my brothers has not killed in this third state yet. So he, he needs okay. one bird here, which we have plenty of time to make that happen and lots of leads. So, yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah. So you're limited out at home. Yes. You have marked off three, four, four new states so yes. far? Yes, I've killed four so far. Five, five. Okay. Yeah. Five new so states. About one day. And then you have repeated three states this yes. season. And yeah, it's, a, it's been epic. Got more killing to do. So with more trips coming up. So that's awesome, man. That's a good season. Oh, it's been amazing. It's been just amazing. And I haven't, I don't know, on Instagram, I used to document a lot more of my travels. And I've been trying to do posts with stories of really cool turkeys, but I've kind of cooled down on it. You know, 
like this trip, for instance, I've done a few snippets, but like I'm just trying to be more in the moment and not worried about getting a video everything, you know? <laughs> so yeah. It, it's this... been nice. It's, I just noticed like I started getting a routine of like, oh, he shot him. You know, my brother just shot him, and I'm like reaching for my phone for the video, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Be in the moment. Be Go up there and celebrate with him and don't point a camera at his face, you know? For me, I was just, to me, I just thought like I need to cool off on that a little bit. I need to I need to be present right here. Yeah, and you know the the I guess the other part of that, just to continue that out a little bit further, is that a lot of people look at those types of posts as part of the competition, or they make it a competition. You know, this person's killed. You know this number of turkeys and I've killed this number and I need to outdo this person because for whatever reason, we as a society think that if you can kill eight and, you know, John Doe's killed seven, you're better. You're a better hunter. You're the winner. And this is not a competition. This is about a natural resource. And we've got to get rid of that competitive mentality when it comes to turkeys because they are the ones that are suffering from our competition. And, you know, we need to do more of what Cameron's doing and enjoy the successes that you have. I'm not saying don't post on social media, you know, but but do it in a way that, you know, gives the respect and the honor to the animal that you harvested and not, hey, everybody, look at me. And so I can't tell you really how to do that because I don't do a whole lot of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't do a whole lot of posting on social media is what I mean. So, yeah. you know, I, I can't, I'm not the expert on, on, you know, saying how to do that, but it is just, it's bad what the sport of turkey hunting has become in large part because of social media. Yeah, so. I just, for me, like, I don't really have time to write a book or anything. Maybe I will one day about my turkey hunts, and I would love to do that. But I feel like by using Instagram, I can put one picture of the turkey, and I type a very concise, detailed story of how his life ended and the, you know, epic style in which it went out. Yeah. And so I like that part of it. What I don't like is, you know, somebody putting a Sharpie mark on their hat that they just killed, you know, number 26, you know, <laughs> those right. kind of pictures kind of bother me. Or, you know, one head that's been totally severed off and the guy's holding the other half of the head. And he's like, got him, you know, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's, that's great. I hope that, that makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, there's, there's positives and negatives. We've discussed it many times, you know, and hopefully we can harvest the positives more than the negatives, but it is, that's been one adjustment I've made this season. And other than that, I mean, it's, it's just been a great year, man. I mean, it's just, you can't beat Turkey season. I've said it more this year than I've ever said in my life when I'm just walking with one of my brothers or one of my friends or somebody I'm hunting with. And we're at 11 o'clock and hadn't heard a gobble. I'll just look at him and be like, man, I love this. I love Turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, they're kind of like, you know what? We hadn't, anything i'm just like i love it listen to just listen to the woods it's just yeah. freaking amazing there is nothing better than walking a logging road in the spring i don't care if they're goblin or not you can't tell me it's not the best yeah yeah so, there's I, been plenty of mornings when i have been watching the sun come up over the horizon over the the treetops and i've heard 
as far as turkeys gobbling, zero this season, zero. And I've just looked up and said, thank you, God, for another morning in the spring turkey woods. And it, hearing, good, man. no turkeys gobble. Which There's has so been, much more to it than that. Which I know, yeah. you know, we both love hearing them gobble. Don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. I'd rather have a morning full of gobbles, but... Absolutely. The, all the wildlife, all the things you get to witness and see, I mean... I saw yesterday, I saw a Canadian goose absolutely destroying a deer, and it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it was, like, so fun. This deer got too close to her nest, and she came out there flying, like, right on its white tail and was just chasing it across this field. I was like, this is amazing. I loved it. (laughs) That deer was freaking out. I mean, you know, it's just stuff like that every, and, you know, that's something I might forget in 10 years, but right now it's awesome. Yeah, And these little things always happen when you're present and in the woods and you can become part of nature by being silently flipping through the woods as a turkey hunter. You see things that most people don't get to witness. Very true. Very true. It's awesome, but man, okay, go ahead. I got got to, this is going to sound very perverted. I got to see something I've never seen before this spring, and it was this past weekend. I saw two snails mating. Snails. Two snails mating. I've seen box turtles mating, you know. You, so you seen, find the slowest animals to mate? Turkeys mating. You know, I've seen <laughs> deer mating before being in the woods. It's stuff we've all seen, but I've never seen snails mating. And I recorded it. So here's what it sounds like. All right, there you have it. So... <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was the sound of snails mating, and that, that was, has pretty well that been. Was something else. That summed up my sounds in the woods for spring turkey season this year. Andy's a... live audio. <laughs> 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 uh, there we go. Hope you enjoyed that live hunt. Oh uh, yeah. So anyway, it's been, it has been awesome. And, you know, like I said, I, it, it has been the source of a little frustration for me just due to the lack of gobbling in Alabama that I've experienced. Yeah. But it's just because I do love to hear them gobble. But I, I, there have been so, I mean, truly so many days when I've just looked up and just thank God for the opportunity to, to be out there for another morning. You know, it's, it's, it is why we do what we do. And you know, I'm I'm thankful just to be a part of it. So anyway, yeah. what do you say? We... Awesome, man. Well, I, I, my brother Ryan's sitting there looking at me, and he just pulled his mask up over his nose. So I think uh, we got to go kill a turkey. Yeah, he's ready. So look, you guys travel <laughs> safely, and send me a picture this afternoon when you guys knock one down for him. And Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. I will talk to you later on. Hey, before I sign off, I have a very short, interview about an upcoming event that I want to play for you guys. So so here's that interview. Hey everybody, I have on the line with me today Bud Foshi, who is not only a friend, but he is also the president of the, well, one of the chapters in the Birmingham area. I guess it's the Jefferson County chapter, but is it the Longbeard's what? Yeah, Magic City Longbeards. Magic City Longbeards chapter. And he's also a board member on the Alabama state chapter of the NWTF. And so I'm glad to have Bud 
on here this evening with me because he's got a pretty big announcement. I'm going to let him tell us a little bit more about that. But first, I got to ask you how you're doing, bud. I'm doing great. Very great. Still, uh, turkey season's going on, so it's got to be good, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Every morning, my bottom lip gets poked out a little bit more because it's getting close to the end of it. But I agree. We still, we still got a little bit of time left. We do. I just Fish enjoy every second of it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, tell us what tell us what the state chapter has up its sleeve here. Yeah, what we're trying to do is to, uh, I'd say, educate uh, the private landowners in the state, give them more information on how to manage their property, uh, be it for turkey, deer, ducks. Um, there's people that you know, biologists, different people that we want to have at these field days that have done a lot of research. And we'll have three people speaking at our landowner field day. One will be Lee Youngblood, who is actually uh, been veterinary medicine for a number of years, but he is known as the Shufa doctor. He is the Shufa expert, so he'll, he'll spend time explaining how to grow and manage Shufa. Uh, Marcus Lashley, from the University of Florida will speak, and then also Mike Chamberlain, um, who's well known for his turkey research, and he's at the University of Georgia. So we just, you know, we want to have, we had one uh, near the Huntsville area last year. We had about 75 people. We want to do at least one of these every year in different parts of the state. I know just from last year, I, le- I learned a lot of information that helped me on my property uh, yeah. in, in northeast Alabama. And I just, you know, there's there's declines. We know there's declines in populations, turkey, deer, ducks, and, you know, we're not going to find a solution overnight. Nobody's going to get an email tonight and say, okay, we found it. If you do this one thing, the populations are going to come back. It's going to take hunters Conservate, you know, it's going to be got to be a group effort to do this, and we're trying to get as much information out to the private landowners as we can. So, yeah. the event will be on May 21st, and we'll start at 8:30. And I have property in Ball Play, Alabama, and we'll we'll have the event there. Very cool. Yeah, you're right, and it and the thing is as well, I don't believe it's going to be one thing when somebody comes out and says we figured it out i just i do not believe it's going to be one thing i think it's going to be a combination of several different influences that have contributed to declines across the southeast as well as other parts of the country and so you know it's important that we get as much detail out there about the research and and actually get as much as many research projects going on as we can get going and funded. Yeah, uh, yeah. NWT, I was working on that. I know uh, Mossy Oak is trying to get something going. They're going to be selling a, uh, a wild turkey stamp, and that money will go toward wild turkey projects. There, there are a lot of folks involved that are trying to figure out what's what's going on and how we can get the word out to the to the hunters to help everything. And it's right. It's, it's been a slow decline, so... Unfortunately, it's going to be a slow climb back. We'll have to might have to adjust as we go, but uh, there's definitely uh, some good data out there that can that can help people manage their land. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, a big part of that is just what you said, managing the land. Because if we don't have good habitat, 
it doesn't matter what we do for turkeys. The rest of it's going to be. I agree. Uh, yeah. Not. Uh, nest, you know, people will see a lot of turkeys in the in the fall. That's when they're eating acorns and all. And they wonder why they don't see them in the springtime. And there's there's no nesting area for the hens, so the hens go somewhere else. And but you know, we'll uh, Dr. Chamberlain and Lashley, I know we'll we'll talk about that at the uh, at the field day. They both done a lot of research in there. Yeah, fantastic. Well. For you guys listening, if you are, you know, a two, three-hour drive from central Alabama and you want to come check out the field day, I highly recommend doing that. And is there a website where people can go and get more details, or is it on Facebook? It's on NWTF Facebook, yeah. Um, I know they put it out on the state. It should be out on the state chapter page. Okay, fantastic. If not, let me get my cell number. People yeah. can call me. It's uh, 205-586-0127. Yeah, please call, questions, directions, whatever whatever you need. Just give me a call. Yeah, and this is not just an Alabama thing. So you guys in neighboring states, if you want to travel and, and come experience this, I'm sure that Bud would not kick you off his property. No, please. Any, anywhere that <laughs> they're listening to this podcast, you're, you're welcome to come. Yeah. Now, there is, we, we are charging uh, $50 a person. There's some, you know, we'll have a barbecue lunch. Uh, we have to, there's some other costs that are involved in that, but that's pretty, pretty cheap uh, money to listen to three very good speakers and get barbecue lunch. Absolutely. Yeah, good deal. Well, Bud, thank you for putting, hosting the event, putting it on at your place and for what you do for the NWTF on a local and state level and man i wish you a lot of luck the rest of the season all right thank you you too all right have a great evening thank you all right okay now we're done but i want you to promise me that if you're within a two three hour drive of this event that you'll show up for it it'll be good stuff thank you so much for tuning in this week we know that you have choices we appreciate you spending your time with us we hope you have a wonderful week and We look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.